everyone. Welcome to season two of the Gals Chat podcast. This is your co-host, Amy. And this is your co-host, Laura. In today's episode of the podcast, we're interviewing Maya Bella, who is going to talk to us about software engineering and content creation. Maya Bello is a full-stack software engineer with a bachelor's in computer science from UC San Diego. In her free time, she is passionate about exposing underrepresented communities to careers in tech as well as volunteering with nonprofits. She was a co-host of the 2020 AWS Deep Racer Championships and is currently featured on Khan Academy. Welcome, Maya. I'm so happy that you're here with us today. Hi. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much for joining us. We are so excited to get to know you more. Let's get started by you telling us a little bit more about yourself. Uh, How did you become interested in software engineering and how did you start your journey in this field? Yeah, I wish I had that story where I was like, you know, 12 years old and I built my first robot or like I took apart my parents' computer because I cared about like all the different pieces. Like I don't have that story at all. It was more of just me being a confused high school student who had so many different passions and was like, okay, I'm supposed to major in something and that's going to determine what I do for the rest of my life. Like, what should I do? So to all different colleges, I actually applied as like different majors. Like for some, I was like, okay, I'm gonna do creative writing. And then others, I was like, okay, I liked history one time. Like, let me apply there. But the school I ended up going to was actually the school where I got the most financial aid to. And I had chose computer science. And my logic for choosing computer science was so random i like at the time facebook was like huge and i was like okay i like using facebook you know that's a computer and then i was like science i did well in biology like the logic was just not there but i chose computer science and i remember when i was at ucsd uc san diego is where i went and i did a summer camp for people with no prior experience And I just remember like a group of us were talking and we're like, you know, they were venting about how like, you know, coding is hard and like talking about their feelings. But then I decided to also like join in and start venting. And then the RA of the program, who was like, you know, actually a computer science student at the time, I think a third year, she was like, oh, this isn't for you. Like, oh, Oh, you're not passionate about. Yes. Isn't that so wild? Like. Someone who has no experience in it. I was the only black person in the entire program. Everyone else was venting about how hard it was. But to me specifically, she said like, oh, you're not passionate about this. You should do something else. And I'm the type of person, uh, I'm a Leo. That's my zodiac sign. Like you try and like, tell me not to do something. It like, (laughs) it wakes something up inside of me. And for a while, I just like stuck to computer science because I was like, like you're just not going to tell me how to live my life but then later I found a love for it when I took an app making class and I really liked the idea of like coming together with a team and like building something out of scratch you know building a whole app so that kind of like where the passion came and then after that class I kind of saw the beauty and like algorithms and coding and it was great ever since. I love that story. And I would like to add that I think it's a very valid story because I kind of have something similar. I honestly, for me, my logic 
to go into engineering and like pursue a career in aerospace was because I love to travel. And somehow my main, <laughs> my, somehow my brain made that connection that like they went together. So that's how I ended up with uh, an engineering degree. Right. <laughs> so I like your logic. I love that logic. <laughs> yeah. Like at the time, there just wasn't as much as exposure at all. Like I didn't know anyone that was a software engineer in my life, like not one person at that time. So it's like, how was I supposed to know what it was? Are your parents yeah, from I feel engineering? You. I had no idea about engineering. No, my parents, they still kind of don't get what I do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I yeah. feel you. I feel you. <laughs> yeah, mine too. <laughs> so that's a whole lot of struggle. Like, I remember in college, people would call their parents for help. Like, hey, like, I'm on this coding assignment. I don't know what to do. And their parents would help them. And I'm over here just, like, in the corner, <laughs> like, crying so to Google like trying to get some help but it's just like there's so much you know other stuff that we have to go through as well yeah right totally so you mentioned you're at a new level of a being a software engineer so you were uh, moved out from being a level one software engineer to a level two uh, what kind of resources or tips do you have for people who are trying to advance their career yeah, no, I love that question just because, you know, something I've learned is that you really have to own your career and like no one is going to care about your career like you. So this is when you need to like advocate for yourself. You need to when I have my one on ones with my manager, like, you know, yeah, it's chill. Like we say, hey, how are you? But I'm letting my manager know like what I'm working on and I get feedback early on. I don't wait until performance review to find out how I'm doing. Like I'm asking like every time we have these meetings just because I want to make sure that like I'm moving on the right path. So I got into the situation before at my previous company where, you know, like I was looking at the rubric of how you move up and I was like, okay, I'm doing that. Good teammate. Yes. You know, like owning a project. Yes. Like I was checking everything off, but my manager was just like, oh, you know, like maybe you should work on this. And in the back of my head, I was like, so you couldn't tell me that I needed to work on that like eight months ago? <laughs> like It would have been a done deal. So I know when it comes to if your company does have a rubric, like I just started my new job and it's only been a month. I already know what the rubric is. I already know how performance reviews work. And I'm just making sure that what I'm doing like lines up with the next level and that me and my manager are on the same page because it kind of gets to your point like, well, your manager might say, work on this, work on that. And then you do it. And then they're going to mm -hmm. say like, oh, there's nothing else you need to work on. Like you're at that level. And like once they come to that conclusion because you did everything you told them, then it's just like a smooth sailing. It's like, boom, like you're going to get that promotion. Yeah. So being able to advocate for yourself and put yourself first in your career, you know, prioritize it and being able to just talk to your manager, you would say is like the main thing that helped you. Yeah, definitely. Like having those hard conversations, because I think sometimes people get uncomfortable when you talk mm -hmm. about career growth, like, you know, when you talk about your goals. And I think, you know, 
it's okay to be uncomfortable. Like when you're uncomfortable, that's where you're like, that's where growth comes from when you're trying something new. So I will sit in that conversation and like, if that other person feels uncomfortable, like, I'm sorry, but like, this is my career and, you know, I'm not going to play around with it. Mm-hmm. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> love it. I love it. Yes. You're 100% correct. Did you feel like uh, now as a level two, are you doing different type of work? Do you think responsibilities have been added to your role? Uh, what's the main difference that you notice between a uh, level one and level two software engineer? That's such a good question. I would say, you know, it's a little bit in your head in a way, because mm-hmm. like, you know, as a level one, I think I felt more comfortable to ask like any question that I have, you know, right. to like anyone Ooh. on the team, you know, because you're at that level. But now sometimes I'm more in my head. I'm like, oh, is that like a lower level type of question? Or, you know, I think that's what I'm going through. But for the actual like job responsibilities, I feel like I was working at a level two while I was a level one, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't really feel a difference in that aspect, but just more in my head. That is so okay. interesting. So like feeling like you should already know that information, yeah. you know? Oh, that is so interesting. Yeah. But, you know, thinking about your career as a software engineer, what is something that you wish you had known when you began your career? Wow. Yeah, I feel like, you know, like when it comes to tech, there's so many different technologies out there. There's so many different languages. And I think something that I wish that I kind of, you know, focused on earlier in my career is like not being concerned that like, you know, okay, so something that's so interesting, right, is that there could be a senior engineer and they know so much about like JavaScript, right? Like that's just mm-hmm. their expertise. But then you ask them a question about like, you know, maybe like Python or some backend language and they would just be like, oh, like, I don't know. You know, like I think sometimes we put these like senior engineers on like a pedestal, but it's just like they just have a certain type of experience, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I like like an expertise. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, sometimes we think they like know everything and it's like, no, it's just their expertise. So, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like two-sided, like it's okay to like dive deep into knowing one thing and to not know everything. Like, I think it's impossible to know everything just because like, There's so many different technologies out there. So it's okay to like dive deep into one thing. And then at the same time, it's like, and I kind of learned this when I was studying computer science as well, that like, you know, you might think someone else knows it all, but they just know that one thing. And like, you know, I have my experience and what I studied and I can also bring that to the table and don't think just because they're a higher level they know more about a certain topic than I do I feel like I explained that so in a circle but (laughs) (laughs) it makes sense okay yeah yeah plus it go back it goes back to everyone in a team also having different strengths I think everyone is kind of gonna have a different way yeah. of like absorbing and delivering information and everything that they have learned in school and through their experience. So, yeah, I think it, yeah, it makes sense what you what you're explaining. <laughs> oh, 
okay. Yeah, and and also like starting off, you know, in your career, I think it's usually when we start off, we're exposed to a lot of different things, right? But what I've seen more is, you know, the further you do get in your career, you end up focusing in something. Yeah. And that focus, you end up like excelling in that in that path that you chose, whether it's like a certain language you chose or a focus in, you know, the engineering um, industry. But um, I think that's probably another reason why we see that. But I think it's good to have both, um, Mm -hmm. especially when you're starting out. That way you can develop those skills, you know, like you are right now having, you know, knowing multiple languages. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that makes total sense. Yeah, and I think that's something that I think is really important early on in your career. So I know at my last company, there was an intern and she was so set. She was like, I only like doing back-end development. Like, that's what I like. And she was just like, period. (laughs) Like, that was her energy. And as her mentor, I was like, I kind of wanted to challenge her in that way. And I gave her like a front end assignment for the week. And you, mm-hmm. she was like, why are you doing this? But like she did it and she actually like liked it. And she asked for more front end assignments. And then later when she joined the company as a full time role, she decided to come in as full stack doing both wow. back end and front end. Yeah. So I think sometimes like we try to like pigeonhole ourselves. But something yeah. that I like at my current company is they're like, hey, are you interested in mobile development? And I haven't done that since college, but I'm like, yeah, let's go. Like, you know, let's learn some of that too. And I think right now I'm in a place where like, I don't want to narrow in just yet. Like I still want to like explore mm. everything and find out like what I want my niche to be. Yeah, now's the time to explore it, right? And then that way you can find what you want your niche to be. So yeah, that's really good advice. So outside of software engineering, you also create uh, content on various platforms. How did you get started with that and what motivated you to start your journey and, and share it with everyone? Yeah. So the first like YouTube video on my channel is my first day of work. And I remember just being in the car and I was just so excited. Like I was just reminiscing and I'm like, wow, like today is your first day of work as a software engineer. And just the path that I went on to get there and be in that moment I really just could not contain myself. So I just whipped Mm -hmm. out like my first video is legit, like just like from my phone, filmed on my phone. And I was just like freaking out, (laughs) you know? I was also like looking around, making sure like no one could see me freak out. But that was my very first video. And I think (laughs) what inspired that was, you know, that like raw excitement. And I just remember like going through my journey, like I met like a black female professor, like my second year of college and she completely like changed the game for me like I was ready to not only quit my major I wanted to quit college and she was just like no like you can do this and like I think she was one of the first people to actually like just tell me you can do this and then at that moment I was like I could share my journey and I didn't want to be one of those people that just shared like this is my life you know this is what I do like and keep it all like you know, beautiful, Mm -hmm. perfect. I actually wanted to show like, you know, the tough times. Like I talk about the times where I like failed classes or the times where, you know, like no one wanted to be my partner for a group assignment because of the color of my skin. Like I like to talk about like 
all of that just so people can know about not only the ups but the downs and like just get that real picture of it and not it be something fake yeah I love that you talk about the full picture because that is the real experience about you being a software engineer you know we talked about experiencing racism but how do you address a racism on social media or like you said in in the real world yeah wow that's such a good question uh you know i'll start with the real world one so i remember like one day i was like in my car and i was just kind of like you know, I wasn't like filming, but I was kind of like talking to myself like I was filming, <laughs> like doing the real thing. And a security guard was driving by and he was like, what are you doing? And I was just like, what? <laughs> like, how are you asking me what I'm doing? Like, I'm in my car, minding my own business. And he was just like, do you work here? And I was just like, so taken aback by that. Because, you know, you think about it, like if I didn't look this way, if I was like the standard software engineer, like, you know, a white male, like, would you have come to me and ask that question and like I just show my badge or whatever and then you know he kind of looked embarrassed or whatever and then he just drove off and I remember that day I was like asking my teammates like hey did like anyone stop you in your car you know trying to like figure that out but I just had to realize in that moment that like people will judge me based off the color of my skin tone and like that's kind of like a huge example but it's even the little things like you know I remember like joining a new team and people wondering like what's my role on the team they'd be like oh you're the new design person and I'm like no I'm not like oh so you're you know your business you know you're the product manager like they will say everything else and not even like think I'm a software engineer and then I say it and they're just like oh and I think in their head it's not a big deal in that moment but to me it's like you know how do you expect me to feel comfortable like to be in these spaces when you don't even think I belong in the first place so like tying that back to social media like people love to hide behind a keyboard and people will say like the nastiest things to me and like y'all know me like I'm just like (laughs) it's so crazy like I'm giving you tips on how to learn python yeah you're sending all this hate like you, you don't think you look like crazy, but, you know, dealing with that. I remember uh, one day, so YouTube decided to highlight some like black creators in STEM and they put like a little banner on like the homepage and so many people sent so much hate. And I remember just it was earlier, like last month, waking up to all that hate at once. It was crazy for me like I actually like started crying like I was so overwhelmed especially like just waking up in the morning like it's insane but I think the way I deal with it is just like I'm so blessed like I'm doing great in life like I met so many amazing people like you know I'm healthy like I'm making money like (laughs) I'm just so blessed in all those ways that like you know for you to send that much hate to me you're just not you're not doing okay. Like you're going through something and, you know, I'm just, I just thank God, honestly, that I'm in the position that I'm going to do. And at the end of the day, like, it's kind of like college. Like someone told me that I shouldn't do computer science. So I got the whole degree. So it's kind of like you telling (laughs) me that like, oh, you don't think I'm a software engineer or this or that? Yo, I'm just going to keep winning. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Keep doing it. Yeah, so it just motivates me in a way. So they're just losing some more. (laughs) 
Yeah, and I'm so sorry that you have to deal with that. And I really hope that it stops, you know, and it's just sad to see that. And it really, I think for me, it like does upset me that it's like 2021 over here and people are still judging people by the skin of their color. And you're right. There's that hatred, right? And the people who are usually saying those comments aren't doing well themselves. But I love that you have a positive outlook about it. I also love that you share so much educational content on your, you know, on your Instagram and YouTube because... You know, it's so important, like you mentioned, like you didn't have that when you were looking into what career you wanted to go into and you didn't know anything about software engineering. But now, like from your videos, I could learn how to create a loop. (laughs) It's like the simplest thing. And I'm like, I've I've done some coding and I've created some programs self-taught for my last job. And so I kind of related to that. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so and you make the information so accessible and like fun and easy to learn. So I love everything that you're doing and, you know, more power to you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. A quote that I live by is like, if you can't explain it simply, you don't know it well enough. Just because like I feel like some people like to use all these like difficult words and like do all that. And it's like it's too much. It's like, no, like a for loop, like we just loop, you know, like I just like to explain it way more simply uh, just so it can be more inclusive. And like people can realize like, oh, that's all you have to do to write your first line of code. And like when people say that, like it just makes me so happy. Yeah, I agree. So how has social media helped you in your journey as a business owner? Yeah, no, I'm still tripping over like business owner. Like I'm a business owner. (laughs) (laughs) Get it, girl. Yeah, it's helped me so much. Like just so many different opportunities and like, you know, so you think about like YouTube and how like, you know, you reach a certain point and you can like start having ads and it's like crazy. Like I remember when I reached that point, like you have to have a thousand subscribers and like 4,000 watch hours are like the requirements as of now. And like once I reached that, I went to bed and woke up and was like, well, I have like seven cents. Like I made these seven <laughs> cents in my sleep doing nothing. And I was just like, wow. So, it's the yeah. little seeds that help you get like increase your motivation. And then you just want to focus on like growing that and getting more and seeing what else can I like, how else can I push myself to continue growing this? Yeah. And then like, you know, you start getting like brand deals as well with people who like, you know, like your style of content. And just like, I think one of the like most fun opportunities that I had was actually being a co-host of like the Amazon Web Services. They have like a machine learning competition where there's like this cute little car and you can use code to program it. And then you see who has like the best algorithm and like the fastest car. And like being the co-host of that was so fun. And it was just an opportunity that I got, you know, from like, you know, sharing my journey and like, you know, doing that with social media. So like so many different opportunities. And I think it's good too. like you don't have to be like, okay, now I'm a software engineer and I'm sharing my journey. I love seeing people like there's a hashtag 100 days of code. I love seeing people like, you know, going through that process and like every day they post something new or like with technical interviews. Like I posted like, you know, like that journey that I went on and like all those, you know, months of studying. So you can really like go on that journey and then see like where I ended up. 
But yeah, it's definitely helped me like get more opportunities and brand deals that are just so fun. And yeah. That's so fun. And I'm really happy that you got started with with all of that. What kind of advice would you give to someone who's wanting to pursue a similar career as yours or again, to possibly start sharing their journey on social media and their experience? Because I know that's something that we want to hear more of, like to enhance people's experiences, to encourage others to uh, relate and also start their, their journey, their, their journey, either on social media or as a software engineer? Yeah, no, I love both of those questions. So I'll start with social media. And I would say if you are out there and like you want to start, you know, posting on YouTube or, you know, Instagram, or whatever, like start to like today, like I encourage anyone to just like, you know, create that new Instagram Instagram account and like post that first photo. And I think a lot of times it's like ourselves holding us back. But like for my YouTube channel, I didn't tell anyone about it for like the first seven months. <laughs> like I had like oh, wow. 12 subscribers. Yeah. <laughs> I did not Aww. tell a single soul. <laughs> yeah. So to those 12 subscribers, like y'all are the real ones. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I just, I wasn't ready to like share that with people. Like I just, or I was ready, but you know, sometimes you can just get in your head and I just, I wasn't sure. I didn't want my coworkers to see it and think that like, who's this weird girl? Like, I don't know. So like, I just didn't do any marketing for it, but I still did it. And then once I was comfortable, like, you know, actually putting myself out there more, you know, I already had like 20 videos, you know, <laughs> they can start binge watching. So even if you're not comfortable, like start that new account. It's okay if you're, you're not sh like sharing it, but just get started. And then with software engineering, I would say like, you know, some people compare it to it being like, you know, it's not a race, it's a marathon. But the other day I heard someone call it like a roller coaster. And I was just like, yes, that's like the perfect way of explaining it. But just know that this is a journey you're about to be going on and that, you know, it's not going to be easy. However, you can a thousand percent do it. So really focusing on that growth mindset. So it's OK if your program doesn't run the first time or if you have bugs in your code, like that's totally fine. Like everyone does. Try not to be hard on yourself and just realize like, OK, maybe yesterday you didn't know what a variable is, but today, you know that's progress and if you just keep going like you're gonna be amazing like just keep going I love that advice. advice yeah definitely about consistency yeah yeah going back to you and your workplace right so do you have a diverse team uh where you currently work Yo, I am so happy about my team. It's insane. And I think for me, so when I was applying to like, you know, different places to work at, I got like a lot of different offers, you know, and some were from like the top tech company, like you'll, you don't know, like fang companies. And I was really like, you know, should I go work at that and kind of have that title or should I work at this other team? And like with the other team, I just got such good vibes from even the interview process. And like now meeting my whole team, like half my team is women. And like the two people that are like in charge, like the 
um, like the senior engineers are two women as well. And like my team lead on like the specific project that I'm working on is black. And like when I joined my manager, like is black. And I'm just like, oh, Yo. my God. <laughs> that's so cool. Oh, my God. I'm so like, right? happy to hear that because it makes a huge difference. Right. It totally does. Like, I really feel like I'm living my best life with this team. I'm like, thank oh, God. That's, <laughs> that's so exciting. I'm so happy for you. Yeah. I think like, like having that su- supportive team, you know, and Maybe. having um, people you can look up to and relate to re- really makes a huge difference. Yeah. Like, you know, the day it was, I think, February 8th, I started getting like the hate comments. And like that was when I had a meeting with someone on my team. And like, you know, he was the team lead, like the black engineer. And I just felt comfortable, like telling him that in that moment, you know, and like, you know, that kind of like helped me instead of me having to like hide it you know, for the rest of the day and just keep internally going through that. So it's just even those little things like that. I'm just like, I feel so grateful. I'm so excited. That's so cool. So have you always worked on diverse teams throughout your career or has it been different otherwise? No, it has not been diverse at all. Like legit, completely the opposite The school I went to when I was studying computer science was like less than 1% black at the time, like the whole school. And it was like a huge public university. And then even in the workforce, like me and this other woman, um, we were the only like black women in the entire org for like software engineering. (laughs) Like we only had each other. Yeah. The teams have not been diverse at all. I'm usually like the only one. So to like, you know, go from that to this, I'm just mm. like in meetings, they're like, why is this girl just smiling? Like she's just, <laughs> just staring at I'm just like, I'm so happy. So yeah, it's definitely not been like this at all. And what do you think that, you know, schools or even companies could do or what could we do to get more black girls in, you know, software engineering or in engineering or how, what could companies do to like better diversify their teams? Yeah. So uh, something that was interesting that they found out was going on at like a lot of companies is that they go to certain schools to like recruit engineers. So, for example, my previous company went to like my school and my school is less than one percent black. And like they found the trend that they're going to these schools that are not diverse. So I think Mm. it's just so important, just like even the playing field, like, you know, if you're going to a school that's like the majority of one, you know, ethnicity, go to another school that's the majority of the other ethnicity. So I think that's so important to think, like, where are you recruiting? Or even when it comes to like referrals, like, you know, maybe people are only referring people that look like them and maybe because that's their circle. So we got to make sure we're doing if that's what's happening. Like, let's also go to different career fairs. Like companies can go to career fairs like, you know, Afrotech or you can go to Grace Hopper. Like you can make a point to be there where the diversity is at, because Mm -hmm. I think a comment that like really bothers me is when people are like, oh, why do we have to lower the bar just to have like, you know, more black people or whatever. And that comment bothers me so much because the goal is to just get more people into the pipeline. Like 
these companies are not even interacting with people that don't look like them. So it's like the goal is just to like get more people to apply. You know, you still have to go through the technical interview. Like y'all know I was studying for the technical interview for like seven months. Like we are putting in work. We're just not even getting that initial shot. So I think it's just so important to like, you know, go out your way and kind of like find that talent. You can look on LinkedIn. There's different organizations out there. I really like what Code 2040 is doing. They help black and Latino people get internships. Um, Dev Color is another great organization I've been hearing a lot of. Next Play, like the organizations are out there. I think people just need to like, you know, open their eyes, you know, and just like find them. Thanks for sharing that, Maya. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. That was that was amazing. Y'all got me yeah. preaching out here. No, <laughs> I love it. That's I think what we want. Yeah. That's what the world needs. And that's why we're here to make sure that your voice is heard and every woman out there who has like this passion with what they're doing, like we want to know we want to know about you. Like everyone deserves to know about like your your story because it's empowering. Oh, yeah. thank you. Mm-hmm. And you talked about doing the technical interview. Um, can you share some tips with us on how to do well on the technical interview or how to prepare for it? And what did you do that you felt that was really helpful? So I would say first off, like, you know, after you create that list of companies that you want to apply for, see what the technical interview consists of. So some companies, they ask like data structure and algorithm type questions, while other companies might ask like system design, or maybe it might be backend focused or mobile focused. So I would say like go to Glassdoor, like see the type of questions that people ask. Another website you can go to is Blind, and you can see like, you know, what the interview process is like or even leak code. If it's like a leak code type company, you'll see like their company like on that website. So first find out like what is the type of interview. And then after that, so a really common one is doing data structure and algorithm type questions for like the big tech company. So the big tech companies. So if that's the route you want to go with, I would say like first you need to create that study plan and Champagne Coder, you can find him on Instagram. He has the study plan that I use and I got offers from like five out of six tech companies. So it was really helped me just because there's so many different topics that you need to know. You need to know the different data structures like arrays, stacks, queues, linked lists, trees, graphs. And then you need to know the different algorithms like, you know, Dijkstra, binary search, crew schools, like there is so much. So what his study guide, what he has is that like first you need to like, you know, read a book on it or you need to find out like information on that specific topic. Then after that, you know, you could watch a YouTube video or you can dive into the first set of questions that you do on that topic. And you can find these questions from like leetcode.com or HackerRank, but really make sure you start with the easy ones. Even if you are like a senior engineer, it's like these 
these interviews are a whole different monster and they take everyone says it like the interviews is way harder than the job so like make sure you start with the easy ones it's crazy like it's honestly insane but like you start with the easy ones and then work your way up and like with the spreadsheet you can really make sure that you're not just you know doing all tree problems and not doing any cues you know just because you might get asked a cue question so really make sure you're like you know spreading it out and really making sure you're studying like all the different things and then like you're never gonna feel ready like even after doing all this prep there's gonna be that other algorithm or something else so just put yourself out there start with companies you're maybe like less excited about so you can make those initial mistakes like the first interview that I failed this time around it was it was the first one and I was just so nervous and then after that I was like okay how can I make sure that I calm myself down before the interview and like what routine can I make for my myself and like you know different things like that and then you know if you put in the work like everyone I talk to who've done like 200 problems and I know 200 sounds so much interview prep is so insane but like if you've done that much like they all get offers at a company they like so just like be patient trust the process and you're gonna kill it I love that. Thank you for sharing such so many good resources too. I did see your study guide that you used and it looked really good and all the other, you know, resources that you shared. So I think that really helps. So thanks so much for sharing that. So I guess talking a little bit more about like, what do you like to do outside of coding, you know, and how would you describe your perfect day? Yeah, you know, this question, I feel like this question should be like the easiest one, but it's not. (laughs) It's insane. Like, I think for so long, like since college, I've had since like a go, go, go mentality. And I always just have to like prove myself and do all this stuff that I feel like now, like, you know, I got offers from like the big tech companies. Like I did that, you know, like I got the degree. I did that. So now I'm just starting to pause and I'm like, okay, in high school, I used to like to write, but then I like, I opened up my notebook and I was just like, this feels like work. Like, I don't feel like writing right now. But um, I think right now I'm kind of going in that phase of like rediscovering what I like to do just because I do have that time now. So like, stay tuned. (laughs) I'm figuring that out. But yeah, a perfect day for me is just like, as long as I have my family with me, like spending time with my family and just like, you know, I love Netflix, like just like watching whatever show and just, I guess just being chill. I just love. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's good to have that downtime, right? Yeah. And like to be around family, that's really important. What do you think the future has um, in store for you? Do you have any specific plans or is there anything that uh, we should be looking out for? Yeah, no, I'm so excited about the future. Like, you know, one of my major goals was like, you know, getting a degree, you know, like, you know, moving to a new job. It was like, I've always wanted to be a co-host since I was like little. So having the opportunity to do that, I was just like over the moon. So like, I'm just so excited with like the podcast possibilities. I want to continue to make content, you know, on all the different social medias that I have. You know, when it comes to technical interviews, I feel like 
you know, there's a gap and I kind of want to figure out a way that I could fill that gap. So I'm not sure what that is yet, but definitely stay tuned for something that can hopefully help people in this stressful process. But yeah, I'm just going to continue to make content, continue to like be on podcasts like these and just like change the game for like, you know, underrepresented communities everywhere. You are amazing. (laughs) You rock. Thank you so much for all the information that you have given us today. I'm honestly just so excited for, for listeners to hear all of your experiences and everything that you've shared. I honestly feel really inspired and empowered. Yeah. Is there anything else you would like to add before we wrap up or If not, you can just tell our listeners where they can connect with you and find you and where they can find all of your helpful content. Okay, nice. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. You can find me on YouTube. My YouTube name is Maya Bello, M-A-Y-A-B-E-L-L-O. That's my name. And then you can also find me on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. My username is Maya underscore loves underscore code. So that's where I'm at. And then, yeah, feel free to DM me any questions that you have. Thank you so much, Maya. Thanks for joining us and chatting with us and talking about, you know, your experiences, your struggles and all the things that have helped you in your career. And I think, you know, keep doing what you're doing. You're definitely reaching a lot of people and you're helping people in their careers and their personal lives by sharing your struggles. So I love that about it. And yeah, thanks so much for being here with us today. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you found this episode very helpful. I know we definitely did. As always, don't forget to leave a review and let us know what your favorite part of the episode was. And we'll see you next Monday. 